episode 843. After Nick Perry and G. Ron Elliott dropped out of the third preseason game, the Packers are taking a look at free agent linebacker Ahmad Brooks. We'll assess the situation with Mike Lancaster of Blue Cheese Radio. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. <laughs> Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about Packers training camp and Packers preseason. To do that, we're joined by a guest on the phone this morning. Baltar, find me another expert, one that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Mike Lancaster of Blue Cheese Radio, part of the Pack to the Future Network. Mike, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Very good. We're glad to have you on the show and to kick things off, just as we had your partner Ty Alsbrooks on the show previewing the Denver game this past Friday. We're Happy to continue the Blue Cheese Radio uh, segment here, I guess you could say, um, on a Monday morning. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background? Feel free to share as much or as little as you want about the show. Yeah, man, I've been a Packers fan. I think I became a Packers fan uh, the moment Brett Favre threw the touchdown to Andre Ryzen in the Super Bowl. Uh, when I was a kid, uh wasn't a huge football fan. We didn't really have football around here. I'm from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, which is about about an hour north of Nashville. We didn't have the Titans yet. So uh, we'd watch the Super Bowl every year. And, uh, you know, like like any other self-respecting person, uh, I hated the Cowboys. Uh, and they just seemed to win it every year. And I couldn't stand it. I'd go to school, and you'd, you'd have all the kids and Deion Sanders jerseys and Emmitt Smith jerseys. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I, don't want, I don't want any part of that. Um, so finally when 96 rolled around, the Packers were in the Super Bowl, and I was like, ah, I'll check this team out. As soon as Barr bombed that one, Andre Ryzen down the field, I was like, yep, that's my team. They've been my team ever since. So, uh, yeah, I've been a Packers fan since then. I'm one of those, one of those weird Packers fans outside the, uh, the Green Bay area. There, you know, there's Packers fans everywhere. That's kind of the, uh, the idea of our show. Uh, we're kind of the, the, the podcast for Packers fans outside of Wisconsin, outside of the Green Bay area. Um, so, yeah, we started doing our show about a year and a half ago. Um, going into our second season now, it's going well. We're still growing, uh, still learning, still learning the tricks of the trade of this thing, learning, still figuring our way out. But uh, it's been a, it's been an override first year and a half. So, uh, yeah. Well, very good, and best of luck to you as you continue the. Uh... Uh, good work at Blue Cheese Radio. Mike, we got a lot to talk about this uh, Packers-Broncos game, the third preseason game, and, and other Packers news to get to here. We'll start out with this. How do you feel about the depth at outside linebacker after this past Saturday? Both Nick Perry and J. Ron Elliott left Sunday's game with injuries. Yeah, to, to be honest, before even Perry and Elliott went out, I was it's been a point of concern. Um, you know, the Vince Beagle injuries kind of weighing large, hanging over the team. You don't really know what you have with him yet. Uh, you didn't don't really know what you have with Jaron Elliott. Um, 
this is kind of the first year he's been expected to step up and, and play a, a bigger part uh, in the defense. Um, Nick Parrish got the big contract. Uh, you kind of know what you got with him. Um, and then, of course, Kyler Fackrell, not another question mark for me. Um, but I'll tell you what, though, there were a couple of guys in the, here in the preseason, especially in the, in the last Broncos game, uh, kind of stood out, flashed a little bit. Uh, Reggie Gilbert and um, Jonathan Calvin, uh, both I thought made a good showing of themselves. I'm not sure, uh, you know, they're two guys trying to make the team. I don't know how much they'll contribute in the regular season or they're even to make the team. Um, but, but the depth at outside linebacker is a question mark now, especially with these two injuries with Nick Perry and J. Rowe and Elliott going down. I'm not sure the severity of those injuries or how long they're going to last, but um, – yeah, it, it's, it's a question mark. It's a big question mark for me. So uh, in the same vein here, uh, the news coming out on Sunday from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network that the Packers are bringing in free agent linebacker Ahmad Brooks for a workout. So, Mike, do you think the Packers should sign Ahmad Brooks? I would be all for it. Uh, I think Ahmad Brooks, I think he's a former pro bowler. I think he's been to a pro bowl before. I think he's had six seasons of at least six sacks uh, in his career. I mean, I think it would be, uh, it'd be a smart move at this point, depending on you know the longevity and the severity of the Nick Perry, Jaron Elliott injuries. Um, but even just for depth, I, I, I was saying all offseason, uh, Eric Walden was, was out there, and he was coming off of, I think, an 11-sack season last year with the Colts, and uh, he was out there. Um, I was surprised that the Packers kind of didn't do what they did with Devon House and bringing in a guy like Eric Walden for, for some depth at outside linebacker. Uh, Walden ended up signing a one-year deal with the Titans right down the road. Uh, I was kind of surprised that the Packers didn't do anything like that uh, for Walden, but if they bring in Ahmad Brooks, I think it's I think it'd be a smart move to get a veteran player. You can probably get him at a, a pretty good pretty good price. Um, I'd be all for it. I, I think I think it'd be a good move. I know the Packers are interested. I know the Broncos are interested. Uh, I think. Brooks is meeting with the Packers uh, this week sometime, so uh, I'd be down for it. I'd be 100% behind it. More on the outside linebacker situation later in the show, but we got more to talk about for the time being about the uh, the game this past Saturday and uh, the the aftermath of that. And and let's get let's talk secondary here, Mike. Devon House hasn't played this preseason. He actually warmed up in the game in Denver but did not play. Uh, Demarius Randall played well in his first game back from concussion. So who do you think, Mike, it, the Packers go with in week one as their starting cornerbacks? I think it's going to be a, I think it's gonna be a, a, mix, a mixed bag, uh, I think, throughout the season. I think they're going to play uh, more of a matchup base. Instead of just uh, these are your two stars going in, I think it's going to be more matchup based than anything. But I think if you're just looking at the the two top cornerbacks going in, I think House and Randall would be a safe bet. I know Rollins has really turned heads in camp. I know Joe Witt came out and said that Quentin Rollins has been uh, the most impressive uh, of all the cornerbacks this year. Um, Gunter has slipped. Um, I'm not too sure. I don't know if that's a regression in Gunter's game or that every other cornerback on the team is is, is rising above him. Um, and Kevin King, I thought I think has looked good. 
Um, and for, he's had his ups and downs as any rookie cornerback. Well, you know, a cornerback usually takes them a year or two to really get their feet under him, and, and you really see what you have in a guy. But and you go back to the Broncos game, he made a, a hell of a pass breakup in the end zone, saving a touchdown to uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, that's the kind of stuff I want to see from him. But I think going in week one, Devon House, Demarius Randall, uh, probably you're starting to. We'll see what they do with Quentin Rollins. But I think I, I think that's your, your safest bet right there in House and Randall. Sticking in the secondary here, Marvin Marwin Evans might be the Packers MVP this preseason. He had another good game Saturday night. Do the Packers, Mike, have to find a way to get him on the field during the regular season? Well, if history tells us anything, uh, with the Packers' injury issues, he, he may see more time on the field than, than expected anyway. Uh, let's hope that isn't the case. But, yeah, he looked really good in the preseason so far. Uh, he looked really good against the Broncos the other night. Um, I think I think just the way Don Capers uses his defense, we see, I mean, especially with Morgan Burnett playing more down in the box at that linebacker position, uh, I think you could see more of Marwin Evans. Uh, you could see, uh, I know we're going to see more Kentrell Bryce. Um, I, I think, I think if you, I think if you make this team in the secondary, uh, Capers is going to find a way to use you uh, this season. And I, I, I like what I've seen from Evans. I mean, he came onto the team last year, I think, as an undrafted rookie, made the team. Uh, just another one of those guys that Ted Thompson finds in uh, undrafted rookie free agents and. Uh, comes in and, and makes plays. So I, I like what I've seen. I, I hope to see him in the uh, in the regular season. Yeah, uh, good good play from an unheralded guy at the very least and, and providing good depth for the Green Bay Packers, if nothing else. We're talking to Mike yeah. Lancaster of Blue Cheese Radio here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Mike, um, defensive line, how good can the Mike Daniels-Kenny Clark combination be this season? Again, coming off a, a Saturday night game in which both of them played very well. To tell you the truth, I think this defensive line with Mike Daniels, who we refer to lovingly on the podcast as uh, the man beast, uh, pairing him up with Kenny Clark, who's made, who appears to have made huge strides from year one to year two, he really really started to come on last year. Uh, and I think Dean Lowry. I think if Dean Lowry can get back on the field, he's, by all accounts, he's really made a play to, for, for starting time on that defensive line. I think this could be one of the better defensive lines the Packers have had uh, in, in years. Um, but I think the combination of Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark specifically, uh, Kenny Clark is only going to get better playing next to a guy like Mike Daniels. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we've seen what Kenny Clark can do. He's, he's his physical... His physical strengths, um, really good against the run. Made a number of plays uh, in terms of rushing the passer this year in preseason. Playing next to Mike Daniels can can only make you better if you're a young defensive lineman because Mike Daniels won't he won't accept anything less. Um, so it's an exciting combination. I think it's gonna it's gonna pay huge dividends this year uh, for the Packers' run defense, especially. Mike, how how do you think the Packers' fundamental tackling is coming along? I know in the first preseason game there was a lot of criticism of it. It seems to have improved since that time, at least to yeah, me. The, yeah, I, it hasn't. I'll put it this way: it hasn't stood out as a huge issue for me. Like there have been times in the past where it's like, 
oh, is this unwatchable? But um, so far in the preseason, I think it's it's looked it's looked fairly well. I mean, you will go back to the Broncos game. You look at uh, Demarius Randall uh, making one really good tackle after another. Uh, you go back to the very first preseason game. Kevin King was making one good tackle after another uh, later in that game after he was pretty much playing the starting role. Uh, but I think overall, like I said, it, is, it hasn't stood out as a, as a big question mark um, so far in the preseason. We'll see, you know, we'll see as the season goes along how that how that holds up. But uh, I've liked what I've seen out of the, just the overall uh, in terms of how this defense is played. Talked a lot about defense so far. Let's switch to the offensive side of the football and some of the things that transpired Saturday night. Uh, Mike, do you think Brett Hundley's stock continued to rise after relieving Aaron Rodgers and, and playing the rest of the game without using a third quarterback? Joe Callahan and Taysom Hill didn't play at all. Yeah, I found that, I found that interesting. I think uh, I think they, probably the plan will be that Hundley will get to start in the fourth game uh, and then Hill and, and Callahan will play most of that game, kind of the competition for the third uh, quarterback spot. <clears throat> but I... I've made, I've made it pretty clear on the show. I'm not the biggest Brett Hundley fan in the world, to say the least. Um, to me, he's, he's just he's just a guy at quarterback. I think we need to temper the expectations that we're going to get like a second-round pick for him or something, the, the trade expectations. I just don't see it with the guy. I, I see he's a very competent quarterback. He's, he's a, he, he just looks like a backup quarterback to me uh, when I watch him play. He can come in. He can run the offense. Um, I just don't see anything special um, from a guy like Brett Hundley. Now, there may be a team out there that may think differently, like uh, you know Jacksonville or something like that may think differently. They think, well, we need a quarterback. This guy looks pretty sharp. Uh, let's go get him. Um, but I think all this talk about trading Hundley for a high draft pick, I, I just don't see it right now with what I've seen so far in his three years. I know he didn't play much in the preseason last year, but so far this year in the preseason, he's looked confident. Um I know he's been running for his life a little bit here and there, uh, especially in this last game. Um, but he's a guy. He just seems like he just seems like another guy to me. Uh, I'm I'm not the highest on Brett Hundley uh, as some people are. It's an interesting debate. I'd love to see. I, I can see where you're coming from. I'd love to see what he could do working with the starters you know, regularly yeah. for a full time. Where I mean, as long as Aaron Rodgers is out there, we're probably not going to get that opportunity. But, boy, I'd like to see him working behind, you know, the first-string offensive line and throwing to the first-string wide receivers, and how good could he look then? Um, I, I don't yeah, know. I, I guess we're always just going to have to make that projection. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, too. Because you go back and you look at uh, how Garoppolo increased his, his, his trade worth last year in those first four games of the Patriots. He was playing with Gronk, and he was playing with, you know, the, the Patriots' first-stringers. So, uh, that's a really good point, too. I, I, I would like to see that as well. I don't know if we will. Maybe we will in this fourth preseason game. Uh, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> okay, uh, Mike, after their performance on Saturday, are you comfortable with the running backs heading into the regular season? That uh, That's the one thing I've been waiting to see here in the preseason. I thought they looked much better against the Broncos than they did the first two weeks, Todd Montgomery. Uh, broke off a good run. Uh, I thought Jamal Williams looked sharp. I've been pretty impressed with Devont- Devontae Mays as well, uh, the guy out of the seventh round. I've, I've liked what I've seen out of him too. But I think um, – I just think I'm just going to have to wait until the regular season so I can come up to, to any conclusion on, on this running back crew because 
you got a guy who was drafted as a wide receiver, converting to running back. He's your starter, and then you got you know five rookies behind him. Uh, so you, you really just don't know what you have yet. But I really like Jamal Williams coming out of college. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery. I think if they use Ty Montgomery properly, I don't think he's a uh, a power running back. You know, the kind of the way they tried to use Eddie Lacy. I don't think that's what this team is. I think they're more of a spread spread attack. I think if they use Ty Montgomery kind of like a bigger version of James White, uh, I think that's where you'll see the best production from him. Um, but I think overall, I, I think it's just it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a process for me with these running backs. Last question before I let you go, Mike. How concerned are you about the backup offensive lineman who who struggled to say the least on Saturday? Did you see the game on Saturday? I'm I'm pretty concerned. <laughs> I mean, Spriggs. I don't think Spriggs is where they expected him to be at this point. I mean, they traded up in the second round to get him, and I liked him coming out of college. Um, but I, he he's. He's still struggling. I know the injury to Barclay was a big setback. I know uh, Kyle Murphy, I, I think they like what they have in him. I think he was slated to start, but I think Spriggs actually got to start over him uh, in the game on Saturday. So uh, Murphy started. Murphy did start. Well, I remember seeing but Spriggs going one-on-one with Vaughn Miller. They exchanged every series. It was Murphy one series, Spriggs the next. Oh, okay, I see. Well, I remember Spriggs actually getting the better of Murphy on, or uh, uh, Spriggs getting the better of Miller on one series, and in the next series, he, he just he completely lost it. So, um, yeah, it's it's a concern. I like the starting offense. I think the, the offensive line, the starting offensive line, they're fine. But with Bullock's injury, uh, it's a big question mark at right tackle. Who's going to to fill that right tackle spot? And hopefully, we find that out in the fourth preseason game. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. As I said before, keep up the good work with Blue Cheese Radio. And uh, thanks for coming on the show this morning. Hey, thank you, man. Anytime. All right. Take care. Mike Lancaster of Blue Cheese Radio joining us here at Railbird Central on a Monday morning. Glad to have him join us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. I'll try to tell you, Vince, in our Packers news segment and my commentary on it, and we'll start with our weekly chips report from the previous game. Uh, I'll try to keep this brief today because there's other news to get to, and I think people want to talk about Ahmad Brooks and and hear hear stuff about him. Uh, but uh, seeing as I do this on a weekly basis, I'm not going to break uh, break up the tradition here, but I'll try to keep it brief. Mike Daniels is your main blue chip. If you, if you just looked at his statistics, you know, he only had one tackle on Saturday, but that one tackle was a sack that went for a loss of 10 yards. And it, it, it doesn't even begin to, you know, uh, touch the surface of, uh, scratch the surface of, of his contributions. He also had a quarterback hit, and a pretty hard one on, on Trevor Simeon. It was, I think, first series of the game. Rushing up the middle and forcing a quick throw. And he really put a good hit on Simeon. And then he was also credited with a pass defense. And, and there were just several times where he was camped out in the backfield. He was a boy amongst men. And, and yeah, Mike Daniels is in, in midseason form. And he was the best player on the field, at least for the Packers this game. 
he did great. The other guy I gave a blue chip for, and maybe this is partially because the Packers only scored 17 points on the day, and there wasn't a ton of outstanding play, but that that, that shouldn't diminish what Trevor Davis did. He really took a step in the right direction, especially coming off the game in which he fumbled the punt. He t- And it had, believe me, it had something to do with special teams, but it had more to do with his offense. He led the team tied for the team lead with three receptions. They went for 39 yards. And just the way that he caught the ball away from the frame of his body and then quickly on a couple occasions turned and got upfield and really tried to get upfield fast. Those yards after the catch is what I saw from Trevor Davis that made me think, hey, he's got a chance to contribute as a receiver this season. Obviously, not a number one, number two, probably not even a number three guy. But if the Packers need a number four, number five guy, Trevor Davis showed this game he can do that. And then he also had the nice 27-yard punt return that, again, uh, only helps his cause and continue that that explosiveness that uh, we've seen from him now. He's got to... He's got to be able to secure the football. He did this game, uh, but it's got to continue to happen on a consistent basis. Your red chip players, safety, Marwin Evans, once again, game in, game out. He is playing amazing. He only made two tackles, but one went for a loss. But what a tackle for a loss that was. The way he quickly came up into the backfield and made the tackle behind the line of scrimmage was just fantastic. And he also broke up two passes this game. He's making contributions in the running game and the passing game, and that's great. Uh, The other red chip went to Jake Ryan, who I thought just played solid out there as an inside linebacker for the Packers. You know, he was only out there in the first half, but he made four tackles, including one for a loss, just looking solid out there. Um, and nothing great, nothing outstanding. And, and but, but I thought he just was, for as far as inside linebackers go, doing his job, being, uh, you know, um, just being in the right place at the right time. That's what Jake Ryan was, and that's what they need out of him this season. I did have a hard time choosing between Ryan and a pair of Packers running backs. And and maybe if one of the running backs stood out, maybe they would have gotten the red chip. But uh, kudos, just honorable mention here to both Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones that I thought about giving uh, the red chips to. uh, uh, And and both very deserving candidates at the very least. Ty Montgomery scoring the touchdown and a nice two-yard run in which he really you know, if you're at the goal line, he's he, once in a while, Ty Montgomery's going to have to put that shoulder down, and he did against Denver and got across the goal line, stretched that arm across to get break the plane, which was good. He also had the nice 25-yard game. And, and Aaron Jones as well, he had the 28-yard game that was really nice to see, uh, showed a little bit of what he can contribute to the Green Bay Packers if he gets the opportunity. He led the Packers in rushing with 43 yards total. That's a 7.2-yard yards per carry average. Uh, for Ty Montgomery, it was 10.3 yards per carry. So good job there between those two guys uh, doing a good job for the Packers running backs. And, and and Jamal Williams, too, played well. He didn't do much rushing, but he had he led the team in receiving yardage uh, this game. Three receptions. I think they went for over 40 yards, um, if I remember correctly. 
And, and, you know, that was the part of Jamal Williams' game that was always kind of the most in question because he didn't do a whole lot of it at, in college at BYU, was catching the football. But he showed he was he was reliable and did a good job getting up the field um, just on checkdown passes. But, hey, I, I mean, that's for a guy who did very little of that in college. That was nice to see. Your cow chip players, Jason Spriggs, as we just talked about before, with uh, Mike Lancaster, uh, you know, uh, looking rough out there for Jason Spriggs. You know, he he allowed Von Miller to beat him on the spin move. And, and Von Miller, yes, he does that to a lot of people. But just a, another instance of Jason Spriggs, for whatever reason, you, you know, you'd think he's got the athleticism to, to handle this. And, and maybe he does. But it's, it's let's see that lateral movement, and I just don't see it out of him, and I'm not sure why because he he's not a heavy guy, he's not a slow guy, so why can't he recover these things? Or he should know. Well, you know, Von Miller, he's got this amazing spin move. You know, let's know this is coming, and and maybe part of it is due to the inexperience on the right side of the offensive line. But another poor performance from Jason Spriggs, and it wasn't the only poor play of the night from him. The other one goes to Lindsey Pipkins, who looked so good the first two preseason games, and he had his roughest outing when he missed a tackle and, worse yet, got beat for a long completion when he failed to get his head around in time. And, and yeah, I mean, uh, he battled out there, and credit Pipkins for that, but uh, he did have a rough game, and, and it doesn't bode well for him. At least he's got one more game to make up for it. And I don't want to rule Pipkins out yet of making that 53-man roster spot. You know, this is going to happen to cornerbacks. They get beat. The, 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 there isn't a quarterback out there in the NFL that doesn't complete double-digit passes a game. You know, they, they complete passes. Cornerbacks get beat. It's just that... Getting beat deep, that can't happen, uh, especially when you have no safety help over the top. So rough games, rough game for Pipkins. Uh, not to say his whole training camp has been poor, but this game he really learned a lesson. And unfortunately, maybe had he had more time on the field, maybe he would have allowed himself to make up for it. But, you know, when you're trying to play the starters, uh, as much as you can, you know, most of the first half, he didn't get a ton of playing time. So unfortunate for him. But anyway, here into the Ahmad Brooks news and, and to and trying to put this uh, in context here. First reported by Ian Rapoport of the NFL Network, the Packers are bringing in free agent linebacker Ahmad Brooks for a workout um, and we don't know exactly when yet that hasn't been reported. I'm assuming as, as soon as today, uh, as soon as Monday for the Green Bay Packers, but that I haven't seen anywhere that's official yet. Maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe it's been reported since we've been on air when this is actually taking place. But as of the time this show is airing or going live, uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, Brooks was previously let go by the San Francisco 49ers, I believe on Friday that happened, after 11 seasons and 53 and a half career sacks uh, for a guy now going into his 12th season in the NFL. He's had at least five sacks in each of the past eight seasons and has been largely durable, and that's important to the Packers, playing in at least 13 games 
in each of those last eight seasons and more frequently playing in 14, 15, or 16 games, which is good. Uh, you want a guy you can be you know, reliable to be on out, out there week in and week out. Um, now, there, there's more to the uh, Mod Brooks story than, than just his on-field accomplishments, though. There's still an open case against him for a 2015 misdemeanor charge of sexual battery, according to Eric Branch of the San Francisco Chronicle, as I did a little research. And, and I'll admit to knowing very little about Ahmad Brooks in his situation. Obviously, this just coming out of the uh, woodwork on, on you know Sunday, so I haven't had a ton of time to look into him or you know, find a lot out about this. Uh, but I'll tell you this, I, I do appreciate blogs. Like I know Zach Cruz's Packer wire, uh, that at least acknowledge acknowledges this open case against Brooks rather than gloss all his off field transgressions over, uh, like the article, uh, on Brooks at ESPN that don't even mention the times he's been arrested or, um, it, you know, got kicked out of college at Virginia, uh, things like that. There's, there's reasons to be concerned here about Ahmad Brooks before signing him. I'd like to know this, this open case against him isn't going to impact Brooks this season. You know, if he's involved in some investigation or has to appear in court or even be charged and then subsequently suspended, then this probably isn't worth it to the Green Bay Packers, not for a 33-year-old that might be signed to a one-year contract. However, if nothing is going to come of this, and maybe that's what the Packers are going to ask about here uh, when they talk to Ahmad Brooks and maybe his agent and maybe his lawyer, you know, then I'd consider it. I, I just don't know enough right now. I, I feel like they're replacing a Latroy guy on Bad Apple with maybe another Bad Apple I realize Ahmad Brooks has never been formally charged, never been suspended by the NFL. Um, so uh, there is stuff to weigh here. And I admit, I, I just got to learn more about the situation here. But let's take a look at the, the Packers situation at outside linebacker uh, and, and why they've gotten to this point of looking at a, a free agent from outside the organization. You have Nick Perry and Clay Matthews, the the two unquestioned starters, and, and two players who play at a high level when healthy. That last part is the sticking part, uh, however. Uh, they're not always healthy. In fact, Perry injured his ankle in Saturday's third preseason game against Denver, and we're still finding we're still waiting to find out the severity of that injury. We we don't really know what exactly happened there or the extent of it. Uh, the good news is that he walked off the field under his own power, which probably indicates it's not a long-term injury like a season ender or anything like that. But a sprained ankle could still sideline him for a couple weeks, possibly even to the start of the regular season. Now, the silver lining is that he got injured a full two weeks and a day before the start of the regular season, allowing him some time to recover and Perry very likely won't play in the preseason finale, so at least he won't be exposed to injury there. So that's good news. But then there was also the injury to back up J. Roan Elliott, 
who he said is back locked up on him and he hadn't been able to complete either of the previous two practices this past week because of back spasms. Um, and, and that's a concern. And you wonder if J. Ron Elliott's going to be able to return in time to even play in the preseason finale. Again, probably not the type of thing that's going to keep him out the entire season, but it is a short-term concern for a guy who right now is the number three outside linebacker. And at the very least, he will be playing on a rotational basis, even if Perry and Matthews are healthy and are out there. They don't play 100% of the snaps. J. Ron Elliott would play some if he's available. And then there's Kyler Fackrell, who's been, you know, more down than up this training camp and preseason. There's Vince Beagle and his injury that some people say he's going to return to play in this last preseason game, but that hasn't been made official yet. He could start the season on the pub list. It's a, it's a possibility at least for Beagle, you know, Reggie Gilbert's out there doing the most he can to contribute to this team, but you don't know whether the Packers feel comfortable about a guy who was on the practice squad out there playing major, you know, regular season snaps uh, if there's injuries out there. So that's why they're looking at a guy like Ahmad Brooks. Um, I, I'm I'm very much waiting to see what happens this week. Is J. Ron Elliott able to return? Can the Packers activate Vince Beagle from the pup list? If these things happen, maybe they forgo signing in Ahmad Brooks because there are other avenues still that they don't necessarily have to go after Ahmad Brooks. You know, maybe they can sign somebody cut by another team on the final cutdowns or things like that. Um, maybe they can, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's likely, but it's a possibility. And it does happen once in a while at the end of training camp where they do do trades. You know, the Packers have accumulated some depth at positions like wide receiver, like uh, safety, where they've got a lot of people, and maybe they can trade one of these guys for, for something. You're not going to get an elite player by any means, but the Packers need depth. They don't need a starter at the position. They need a guy who can go out there and maybe provide what you know Julius Peppers and Dayton Jones provided last year as backups, more or less. Guys who are going to come in and get you know that five, six sacks a season. Um, maybe the best bet is that Ahmad Brooks is that guy, but let's, let's see what happens here the rest of this week. It's going to be interesting. Next segment. The day ahead. All right. So on Monday, there will be a closed door practice. So don't expect much media coverage of what happens behind those closed doors on Monday. The one thing that is open to the public on Monday, however, is the Packers Give Back Community Blood Drive, organized by the American Red Cross, taking place from 7 o'clock a.m. to 7 o'clock p.m. inside the Lambeau Field Atrium. Free parking is available in the stadium's parking lot, and the Packers have promoted door prizes on their social media accounts. So if you're in the area, please consider giving to an organization like the American Red Cross. You know, in light of what's happening at a place like Houston right now uh, with their, the, the hurricane and the flooding, 
uh, that there's a need for this thing, and not just because that. There's always a need for this, so please consider giving. Uh, and it's very cool that the Packers are doing this. They do it on an annual basis, um, uh, and even more than that. They do this several times a year, but I know uh, this time before the start of the season tends to be when they uh, seem to make a push um, uh, about promoting this and, and getting people to come in the doors and 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 donating blood so there you go on tuesday then uh it will be the final opportunity to see the packers before their not only their last preseason game but it will be the final training camp practice open to the public for the 2017 season so if you want to see the packers practice this is it until 2018 Practice on Tuesday takes place at 11.45 a.m. Central Time, local time, at Ray Nitschke Field, and presumably preceded by a Mike McCarthy press conference, although the Packers have yet to officially publish such information online. Um, There's also a ticketed event at the Packers Hall of Fame on Tuesday night for their reoccurring uh, history night, this time focusing on training camp traditions. So check that out if you for more information and buy tickets through Packers.com. So there's all sorts of stuff to look forward to uh, today, tomorrow, the rest of this week as the Packers hold their final preseason game and then have to cut down the roster afterwards. There's a lot we're going to have to get to on the show, and, and we're going to continue to do so the rest of the week. We'll be back on Wednesday with our weekly Wednesday guest, Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com, as he helps us get ready for the Packers' preseason finale against uh, the St. Louis, formerly the St. Louis Rams, now the Los Angeles Rams, uh, in the fourth and final preseason game. Going to get us ready for that and get us ready for the roster cutdowns. It's going to be interesting to see what what occurs and what takes place and what happens and what the Packers do and and how they shape up um be, because it's going to be a busy busy week as they start to get ready for the regular season so that'll do it for today's show thank you everybody so much for joining us thank you to Mike Lancaster for being our guest Mike of Blue Cheese Radio go check them out at packtothefuture.com um, and we'll see you folks. Uh, Monday, uh, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you just two more days from now. So we'll see you folks. Uh, I leave you today with a song called Barker by Keller Williams on Psy Fidelity Records. See you later, everyone. Go, pack, go. Go.